This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline. You're every Wednesday live cast here on Twitch. Hello to everybody in the Twitch chat. It's always fun to have a little conversation with our friends via a chat. Yeah. Soon to see them in real life for the first time. Possibly. A lot of them, yes. We're going to see you this weekend for the SoCal Open. And yeah. if it looks like we're buried in terrain, that's because we are. It's like this everywhere around us. You can barely walk through the warehouse right yeah. now. There's terrain every everywhere. We've been yeah. working really hard. If we look a little haggard and tired and like I haven't shaved in a week, it's because I haven't. And uh, that is because we've been working not quite around the clock, but pretty close to it. Getting ready for the SoCal Open, which is coming up this weekend. We'll see everybody on Saturday. Yeah, Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, definitely come by, check it out. Mm -hmm. But before we start talking about the SoCal Open, mm -hmm. we should talk about this little uh, gym. Oh, wow. Oh, my. So this is the new pre-order for this week from Games Workshop. It is Speed Freaks. Mm -hmm. It's a game. Uh, I don't really know anything about the game other than I've been told it is like uh, X-Wing. It's similar to X-Wing from my understanding. One of the artists in our studio really sat down and went through the rules. Um, from his explanation, it's it's a lot like X-Wing in terms of you have the uh, the movement um, uh, cards and stuff like that. So you're planning out your moves and using those to go. So, meh. Pretty cool. I, I think mean, it's what's inside of it, really. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how many people are going to play the game, really. I'm sure... Quite a few people will. Somebody will. Somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure that there will be people that actually play it. But I think One guy somewhere. the majority of us are excited about the awesome models that come in it. Yeah. Because this kit is full of a lot of the brand new mm -hmm. Speed Freaks models that have uh, been shown all over the place. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And they're colored plastic, too, which I thought was a lot of fun. You get some uh, Orc Warbikers. Yeah. Um, with different colored plastics, so when you put them together, they actually look pretty cool. Yeah, it's the same as all the Kill Team boxes that have been coming out. All those plastic sprues have been uh, done in colored plastic instead of gray. So it's funny because like all it is is just a different. It's a dye used in the plastic. Yeah. But it's like it's if you're you're used used to gray uh, sprues for your whole life, all of a sudden you see that you're like, wow, it's like it's such a big deal. And it's cool. But it's the same exact sprue. It's it is. <laughs> And when you put them together, they look kind of done already. Yeah. Uh, so that's really neat. And you get like a lot of the new stuff. You get the Mech Workshop, which is a, the new Org Terrain piece. Yeah. Uh, you get some of the um, the new buggy kits that, that you can make, like the Shock Jump, Dragsta, okay. all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, I know you don't like it. I, I love it. One. I hate it. I'm just going to go on record. Yeah, I hate you. The other ones look great. Everything else looks amazing. That one does too. It's a Formula One race car. It's a... Orc race the other car. one that's really bad is the um, the the jet one. Now it looks pretty bad too. You but you hate everything. I don't Those even know. Aesthetics why. just uh, they trigger me. I don't, I don't even. Everything triggers you. I think it's because my dad forced me to watch Formula One racing when I was a kid. You're and the I was ultimate like, this hater. Is the worst thing ever. Just sitting watching this car. It's better than NASCAR. Slowly wind around. At least they turn left and right in Formula One. <laughs> that is true. NASCAR they only go in a circle and turn left. And my dad used to take me to those races. Really? Like, oh, they're yeah. so loud. It's yeah. fun. 
You know, the only the, the motorsport that I find actually uh, fun to watch is uh, uh, MotoGP. Mm. I like watching motorcycle racing, but uh, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, uh, even Formula One. It's it's not my favorite. Yeah. But I do really like that model, the shock jump dragster, which we've seen previews of. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool. It um, can teleport around the table. So yeah. when you advance on a four plus, it can deep strike. Uh, and it's the, the the visuals of it, I think, is so cool. It's like it like teleports popping around the table, which mm-hmm. for one is really cool. It's very orky, but also it's really useful for grabbing objectives <laughs> and, and things like that. So uh, really, really cool kits. Pickup Speed Freaks, it's mm-hmm. selling really well as we expected it to. It's full of a lot of new models. And if you're an org player, you're going to love it. So consider grabbing it from Frontline Gaming. We do offer discounted prices and free shipping within the continental United States orders, $99 and up. Check mm-hmm. it out. Little known fact, Hunter kisses every box before he puts it in the pile. He does. He gives it like, a little good hug. Luck, little guy and kisses and puts it down. So it's extra luck. It's sent with smashed. love. Yeah. It's sent with love. Mm-hmm. And the new models are brilliant, so definitely consider picking that up if you're an org player like me. You're probably very excited about these kits. If you're a hater like Jason, yeah. then you see nothing but uh, half-empty glasses throughout half, the world. Half-empty, thought-out design <laughs> concepts. I love it, and hopefully you do too. So yeah. consider picking one up from Frontline Gaming. And uh, make sure to put your order in soon because uh, there is a chance this may sell out. Yeah. Some of the recent box sets like Kill Team and stuff, it's been really hard to get them. Right. Uh, they've just sold so well. And the box sets don't stick around forever either. They don't. They, they get rid of them at some point and then you have the individually packaged kits. Right. Yeah. Right. And now with the updated rules, of course, not everybody has seen all of them yet. We have. Mm. But uh, Warbikers, everything, they're all quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they have definitely have a place in the army, not only for aesthetics because they're brilliant models, but also because they're just good. But... Let's talk about orcs because GW has started the preview process going through each clan culture Mm -hmm. and of course spelled orcish, but really, really exciting. And I know a lot of the orc players Mm -hmm. out there are just salivating. They're so pumped because what we're seeing is very exciting. And as I've been saying for months, the orc codex is, it's a winner. It's a home run in my opinion. Of course, we have to wait and see what happens when uh, the general public gets their hands on it, starts playing it. You know, see what kind of rises up as the most popular. I think right out the gates, a lot of people are instantly seeing how powerful the Goths are going to be. So we'll talk about them first. So the Goths, that's kind of like the Ultramarines of the Orcs. They're the main, the Mm -hmm. main dudes. Yeah. Uh, 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 Gazgul Thraka is a Goth, and they're known for being the most brutal melee uh, clan of Orcs. That's they're all about big hordes of boys that go in and just smash you in the face. Mm -hmm. And the rules really. Uh, project that they, they they give you that so the the their their uh, you know chapter tactics so to speak no mucking about uh, anytime you roll an unmodified hit roll of a six you get another attack that gets really crazy really fast because a unit of 30 boys just baseline slugger boys you're talking about 150 attacks um, uh, I'm sorry 90 attacks mm-hmm. right out the gates but gaz gives you plus one attack if you're near him that gives you another 30 attacks. Mm-hmm. The Warpath Psychic Power gives you a bonus attack. You can get a bonus attack from having a big unit mm-hmm. of boys. I mean, you can quickly get up to like 180 attacks, yeah. which is madness. And then when you have exploding uh, sixes, you're talking about on average another 30 uh, attacks. Right. And then if you have a, a knob with a wah banner, you're getting plus one to hit, you're hitting on twos. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about just you know insanity levels of attacks, like 210 attacks, yeah. of which you're going to hit with uh, 87%. I'm sorry, 83%. Uh, 
so even if you yeah. take the slugger boys, like you're still gonna have maybe up to four attacks, you know. Shooter boys. Or shooter boys as well. Yeah, yeah shooter boys. So like, yeah, really good. It's really insane. Good. It's insane. I mean, with that many attacks, a lot of the times you're not even gonna roll the dice. You just you're gonna well, be like, dice you want baby. Yeah, the dice and again. You're gonna be forced to use a dice app. And I know a lot of people have some weird mystical, it's like witchcraft or something. They have this strange, illogical mm -hmm. aversion. It's, it's people right. are getting, people are starting to get used to it. But like org players. They're just playing the fluff. You can't trust an AI, right? There's not a I human guess. slave to yeah. the system. So it's just, it's so, it is, and I've said this a million times, so I won't rehash it, but it is so weird to me that people are, have this odd aversion to it. It's just mm -hmm. makes the game easier to play. And when you're talking yeah. about things like this, with this many boys swinging, you do not want to roll that many dice. It'll take minutes of the game just to resolve a single unit's attack. Yeah. So if you're an order player, get that dice app. Don't let anybody give you any guff. Mm -hmm. Be a goth. Punch yeah. them in the face if they give you any trouble. Yeah. Take right. their Smash teeth. Smash models. Uh, just <laughs> don't, we don't advocate violence, just, obviously. Just uh, LARP as an orc. There you go. Mm -hmm. uh, amazing clan culture, right? Yeah, for like, for real. You, you, you do not need any tactical genius to see how good this is. When you have a melee army that gets extra attacks in melee, yeah. it's just clearly good. I would be just taking the shootos, to be honest. Shoot, shooter boys are amazing. Because you're getting the extra shots, plus you're getting yeah. those, uh, the orc-wide rule that we saw, which is uh, was it the uh, additional exploding sixes on shooting as well. Yeah. So like you're getting the best of both worlds. And yeah. even with a couple simple uh, model places, you know, like having Gaskell or having over 20 boys or whatever, you know, you're going to get to get those extra attacks. You're already going to be have enough. It's going to be yeah. overkill anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's bananas. Honestly, three attacks each is probably overkill. It's, it's bananas. Like most, like yeah. I said, most of the time you're not, you're probably not even going to roll the dice. Yeah. Like your opponent's just going to scoop them just to save time. And it, it's insane. They hit so, so hard. Right. And then in the article, they talk about mega knobs. Um, obviously we can't spill the beans on mega knobs yet because they haven't been previewed, but mm -hmm. I have 15 of yeah. them and I'm, I have a big fat smile on my face. Yeah. They are really good. They're, they're very, very much improved. Yeah. I mean, they were good before, but their price point was a little off. Yeah. Which they, they addressed in the article. Oh, did they talk about they that? They said that they got a generous points reduction. They got a big points reduction. Excellent. Yeah. Megan Hobbs are going to be ruining people's day mm -hmm. uh, in a good in a good way. It's gonna be super fun. Yeah. It'll and then, be nice to see them on the table. Yeah, oh, they're, yeah. they're such good. The new Megan yeah. models are brilliant. They're a pain in the butt to put together. <laughs> so many parts. When I was assembling my 15, I was like, yeah. oh, this was a questionable yeah. decision. But yeah, you're gonna love it. And then of course they talk about one of the new strats, which is an incredibly good strat. Any army that gets this kind of a stratagem, it's so good. You can tell, uh, it's a teleporta. You can deep strike a, a, a unit of boys up to power level 20 and uh, put them anywhere on the table. It's amazing. It's 2 CP. So obviously, if you took like a big unit of Mega Knobs and deep struck them, that solves one of the biggest problems with Mega Knobs is how do you get them into combat? Mm -hmm. Here you go. And they also talk about the change to Here We Go, kind of the quintessential orc rule, where now when you charge, mm -hmm. you can reroll either die or both dice. Statistically, mathematically, it's a huge uh, boost. It gives you a much, much better chance of making your charge. And then again, of course, uh, the war boss is going to allow you to advance and charge. So orcs are, are going to get into combat really quickly, mm -hmm. and then they're going to kick your ass yeah. exactly as they should. So I, I'm extremely excited. I can't wait to talk more about Like, There's so much more to talk about with the combos and all the crazy. It gets even crazier. Yeah.
than it appears. Yeah, and then the other one, the Goff signature stratagem is one of the best. It's so powerful. (laughs) It's really good. It is so good. Uh, For one CP before the game begins, uh, you can make a unit of orc boys uh, strength five. You can't do it with hard boys, hard boys, which you can guess by the name what that probably does. They haven't talked about it yet. Mm -hmm. But uh, a unit of, of, of boys that goes up to strength five with as many attacks as Goffs do, mm-hmm. with the power claw, if you if you roll decently with your power claw, you'll kill a knight in one round of combat. Whew. It's insane. They hit like a truck. I need more Arcadians yeah. to get around that castellan. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the boys still die in drove. Like they yeah. still they still, you know. Right. But there's ways to mitigate that as well. Yeah. I mean, you've got pain boys and, and custom force fields mm-hmm. yep. to make them a lot tougher. But I mean, the boys still die, right? But they they really deliver a punch when they get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm super excited. Goffs, I think, are going to be really popular uh, because they're so strong. And then, again, we're not even – we haven't seen the Relic. We haven't seen the Warlord trait. But uh, you've got Gaz. You've got um, some really, really strong options here. So I think you're going to see a lot of, of Orc armies with at least a detachment of Goffs because they have some of the best basic just troop options. Mm-hmm. Really, really strong Let's jump into chat and see if anybody has any comments about Goffs, because I know a lot of people, uh, it jumped out at them. All about right Goffs. Away. Storm Boys. Uh, D. Scarletta is bringing up Storm Boys. Yeah, we got the Mega Knobs in the last wave of, of minis a few years ago. Yeah, they're, they're relatively new. They're brilliant. The, the, the Mega Knobs are brilliant models, mm-hmm. the new ones. Storm Boys, uh, man, there's, there's some stuff to talk about with Storm Boys that you haven't seen yet that's really, really good. But um, obviously, Storm Boys with the change to Here We Go is going to be amazing. Goth Storm Boys is going to be really good because they get more attacks. Uh, and they're just stupid, stupid fast. Uh, really, really, really good. Yeah, Zidlik, the, the Meganaut models, they're, they're a couple years old, but they, they're brilliant. There's a lot of those models out there that are in plastics that you just don't even know because you don't see them very often. Yeah, Meganauts, they, they got played a lot last edition because there was a really good formation, the Bully Boys. Yeah. That was what I. That's why I had fifteen of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're going to see them on the table. I think you're going to see them on the table again. Uh, they hit. I mean, each one has uh, three attacks base plus a power claw or a buzzsaw, and then again, you're getting all these bonus attacks, and it's it's crazy. They hit like a truck. Uh, do Gretchen get the cl- the the clan trait? Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've talked about that yet or not. So I'm going to err on the side of caution and not mention it. But. Um, yeah, we'll, you just have to wait on that one. I'm sorry. Uh, don't have, I can't answer that. Uh, Gaz, power level 21. No, he's not that high. <laughs> uh, but he's going to pair very well with Meganobs, which totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right? That plus one attack is bananas. Uh, Axe of HP, can you teleport a big blob of Killicans? Let's look. I think it does work on vehicles, if I remember correctly. It does. Yeah. So, yeah, as long as you're power level 20 or below, so you're not going to be doing it with a Stompa. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can. I think if I remember correctly, you can do. I'm almost positive you can do it with a Gorkana. I think or a it's. Gorkinot. I think it's just a Gor. It's a. Um, it's just this Orc unit. I, I, with power level twenty or lower. Right. Which, I, if I remember correctly, Gorkana falls in that. So that's pretty fun. Mm. And you just go plop. Uh, really, really good. Uh, well, the Pulsar Rockets return from third edition. Says Wolf Priest Carl. No. Uh, <laughs> those things are the most annoying thing I've ever played against in my life. They mentioned know, that Grotz got the snakebite trait, says Jam182. Well, huh. let's go jump in and talk about snakebites because that's interesting. Nice transition, buddy. So snakebites, um, they're the traditional orcs, the old school. They believe in the old ways. Mm-hmm. They don't like all the fancy new stuff that uh, orcs are doing. 
in the past, they had uh, some really cool stuff. They would always ride into battle on Squigos and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So their chapter tactics, so to speak, their clan culture is a six up, feel no pain. And um, da, 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 which is on everything. Yeah. And it's on vehicles, vehicles too, yeah. which is why it's so good. And uh, that means like a lot of people were saying, oh, but you can get a, a pain boy. So it's not as good. There is some overlap there, but you don't, this saves you from buying a pain boy. Yeah. And one of the problems I always had, uh, and I play orcs quite a bit, obviously, is that when you start getting into melee and charging, you, you go away from the pain boy because it's hard to get everybody into melee and stay in range of all the auras. It gets really tricky. Mm-hmm. So if you play snake bites, which is one of my, one of my favorite, uh, you don't have to worry about that. You don't mm-hmm. have to worry about buying a pain boy, keeping him in range. And again, you're getting it on your vehicles, which is the real benefit, right? Like a Gorkonaut or uh, even just trucks, right? Like you're getting, it, it basically gives you extra wounds. Yeah. And, and then it gives you a defense against, you know, mortal wounds, all kinds of stuff. It's it's quite good. But um, their uh, stratagem that they showed off is bananas. It's super strong. It's three CP. It's called Monster Hunters. And basically you pick an enemy unit that has 10 or more wounds and anything in your army that shoots at him gets plus one to wound. Or yeah. whatever phase. If you're in the fight phase, you get plus one to wound there. If you're in the shooting phase, it's there. Uh, a lot of people didn't realize that it worked. It can conceivably work on your whole army. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Yeah, I misread it the first time. I thought it was one unit. Yeah, it's a lot of people your entire did. Army. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, for example, Magnus is coming at you, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone knows how hard that can be to deal with. So you're normally going to be wounding him on a five most of the time uh, with your boys. You pop this strat, and now you're shooting him with all your shooter boys, and you're winning him on fours. Mm-hmm. You're gonna shred him. And what I what I found it's really good at is like knights. Like if you got your tank your tank buster boys, now they're wounding the knight on a three. Ludas are wounding him on a four. It just it really helps to kill those big tough things that orcs can struggle with. <clears throat> so amazing strat, mm-hmm. really really useful. Like if you're playing against another infantry army, maybe not so much. But uh, orcs don't tend to have trouble dealing with infantry. Mm-hmm. The only problem when you have an orc army versus another infantry army is just finishing the game on time. <laughs> Dice hat. Dice hat, baby. Yeah. So the, the snake bites are, are really good. They show off some of the stats of some of the other stuff, like some of the buggies and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Uh, a lot of fun. Um, the, the, the dropping off, the, the, I can't remember the name of it. It's like the squig wagon or whatever. Rucket truck squig buggy. Right. And it has like, it can shoot all these different kinds of squigs and it can drop squigs, mm-hmm. which then create mines. It's really cool. It's fun. Uh, and then again, if you're playing like me, I like to play brigades. These guys help fill up your fast attack slot at a reasonable price. So really cool. I think, um, I think the snake bites can be pretty popular. They also mm-hmm. show off some of the new psychic powers. By the way, orc psychic powers are really strong to jump. Warpath, amazing. Um, and then you've got Fists of Gork, which is a warp charge six. And then remember, orcs cast psychic powers really easily because the more boys around your weird boy, the more um, you get bonuses to your ability to cast. Mm. So orcs get their powers off super reliably. Um, scroll up a little bit. So the uh, Fists of Gork, warp charge six. Uh, Select a friendly orc character model that is visible and within 12 inches of the psyker. Add two to that model's strength and attacks. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yep. So then, of course, you know, a war boss or, or Gaz. Gaz already has a boatload of attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's going to get even more. And then you're getting exploding sixes in his case because he's a goth. Uh, really just very, very strong. Right. You just cast this on a war boss and your war boss just knocks... Yeah. Just punches someone to annihilate. Just in space. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hadouken's him. Yeah. Really fun power uh, to crunch. This one is uh, potentially just can ruin somebody's day. Yeah. Warp charge eight. Uh, if manifested, select an enemy unit within 18 inches of the psycho. Roll a d6. For each model in that unit, each roll of a six, that unit suffers a mortal a mortal wound. Then you roll 2d6, and if you roll a 10 or more, you do it again. Mm -hmm. So basically, you just delete one-sixth of the models in a unit. Obviously, the bigger the unit, the better. It's going to be really good against, you know, Ash Militarum, mm -hmm. other orcs, Tyranids, uh, a lot of demon units. Mm -hmm. So really, really solid power. Um, yeah. You're going to want to pick this one when you're facing another Horde army. So... Really, really good. And then um, we'll jump into the chat, see if anybody has any questions about the snake bites before we talk about the bad moons, who are uh, really good. Mm -hmm. uh, D. Scarletta says, it's a really strong spell, especially with the strength bonus as well. Yeah, sure is. Uh, I think you're going to be seeing that one a lot. Still, the bread and butter powers for orcs, though, are still Warpath and to jump. Those are like those are like your, your, your mainstay powers but the other one's really good and orc weird boys are cheap so you can afford to take a couple of them mm -hmm. um the the stratagem can be used in close combat yeah the uh snake bite stratagem and that's it's amazing like if you get again like megan obs mm -hmm. um who are strength 10 with their claws and then they go into a knight now they're wounding him on twos yeah it's like you're gonna obliterate See ya. Them. yeah just like forget scoop him mm -hmm. um really 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 strong uh, ability you know something like a war boss could potentially just like ace you know a really strong uh vehicle or, or monster by himself mm -hmm. uh the crunch has no maximum normally things like uh bombs you only do a max yeah it, it's for every model in the unit potentially twice uh it's not like warp charge eight is hard to pull off yeah exactly says red three standing by uh the weird boys get bonus to uh cast with more models around that's why these powers are, are high warp charge because they're very good. Mm -hmm. And it's easy for orcs to cast. Uh, GW said that uh, 20 power level now fits 10 mega armor knobs. Yes, it does. It's almost like they did it on purpose. Mm -hmm. that you can deep strike a full unit of 10 mega armor knobs, which just picture the look on your opponent's face. <laughs> and then, of course, when you try to make the charge coming out of, of deep strike, you get to reroll either or both dice. It really mm -hmm. dramatically increases your odds. Um, of, of getting into combat from the deep strike. Uh, Wolf Priest Carl, hey, isn't this supposed to be the Halloween edition? Where are your costumes? I'm dressed up as a cool dude. I think next Wednesday is the actually is Halloween day. It is, yeah. Yeah, so we, we will have to wear a costume next week. Indeed. I'm not doing that. Dang. Uh, yeah, the, the snake bites are great, especially if you're going to use like, uh, they're, they're really good for if you want to do like a can wall mm -hmm. or something like that because you get feel no pain on all your vehicles. So... I think they're great. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I'd like to hear what everybody else is their favorite culture so far. Uh, yeah, Axis of Entropy, hit the, he said the same thing. He said, it looks like those can walls are going to be loving that one. And that, that one's a pretty obviously good choice for them. Next up, we have the Bad Moons. Bad Moons are really, really good as well. Um, unfortunately, they didn't show off some of the other stuff the Bad Moons get because they have a really, really good stratagem. Mm -hmm. However, we'll just have to wait to see that. But their clan culture is armed to the teeth. And the Bad Moons, for those of you who aren't aware of Orc Fluff, they're the richest orcs. Uh, orcs use teeth as currency, and Bad Moons grow the most teeth, and they grow fastest. Mm -hmm. So the other orcs think it's fair that the Bad Moons have the most money, because if you want it, you just go punch them in the mouth and take some of their yeah. teeth. I love it. Uh, bad Moons reroll ones to hit in the shooting phase. So 
matches their fluff. And of course, with the Daka 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 rule, which means orcs always hit on a six and they get another shot. This is obviously the shooty clan of orcs, mm-hmm. right? Quite, quite clearly. Yeah. And um, really, really strong. So you could go with like Ludas, for example. Yeah. Rerolling once to hit and then getting exploding sixes, uh, tank buster boys. Flash kits. Flash kits. Uh, flash kits. I think aren't they already? They, they are bad moves, aren't they? No, they, we, we we should we'll, flash kits. We'll wait to talk about them when they talk about free Buddhas. Gotcha. Uh, they're they're kind of like their own thing, mm. but flash kits are really good. Um, I love them. They're they're quite quite strong. Uh, but then they talk about some of the cool stuff like the Stompo, right? Obviously, mm. is going to benefit from this. And they talk about some of the cool stuff it has, like Rigor Crew. Uh, on a D, uh, roll D6 on a 2+, plus, you regain D3 wounds with Grot Riggers, um, 40 wounds, all kinds of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wowzers. Yeah. The, the, the Stomp, I, I think, is going to be quite an appealing choice now. And they also talk about the Morkonaut. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, got quite a boost. The Gorkonaut did, too. <clears throat> uh, but then we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more. And then they go into the Shock Jump drags to talk about some of the rules we've already covered, how it can teleport around and stuff, uh, which is really fun. It's great for board control. Right, you keep this guy around to go teleport onto objectives as you need him. It only just, works just on the drive four around all, all game. Just what he, yeah. you have to advance him to do it. It only works on fifty percent of the time, mm-hmm. but when it works, it can win you the game. Right, so it's really good, and he's not crazy expensive. He's got a pretty good gun too. Obviously, not super accurate because it's mm-hmm. an orc, but it does hit hard. So really, really cool. Can't wait to to see the reaction of the community above the community when the orcs come out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can already kind of see all the different ways that you can play orcs that are going to be viable. Um, the the biggest problem for me is trying to figure out how I want to play right. mine. We've only seen a few. Three of the these, cultures, uh, right? cultures, yeah. Yeah, we still have uh, Blood Axe, Commandos, Death Skulls, yep. Free Buddhas, and um, I feel like I'm forgetting one. There's more. The Evil Sons. Evil Sons. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they all have, in my opinion, they all have really good clan cultures. Like, each one has something cool to offer. Like the evil sons, gosh, they're gonna they're gonna be really really strong, and, and they, they each get, let you play the orcs in a totally different way, which is great, right? And and I think they're gonna be viable. I don't know. I think goths are gonna be the most popular. I think so. Because um, it's like the most straightforward. But mm-hmm. if you wanted to do a fun themed army, it's you totally can. It's just so many bonuses. It- the fact that you get the exploding sixes in combat as well as in shooting is just the best of both worlds. Well, all orcs get the exploding sixes right. in shooting. But the shooting. fact that goths get it with combat as well. Yeah. And then, like, then you can make a balanced list because they're both going to be doing well. Yeah. It, it's, it's really good. Like, they all have something cool to offer. The Free Buddhas clan culture is really, really strong. Um, it's, it may not be apparently the most strong, but when people see it and start using it and seeing how good it is on the table, they're going to be really popular. Evil Sons are great. Uh, Death Skulls. Uh, or, um, they're, they're just... Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to talk more about it. We'll just have to be patient for another week here. But uh, get ready for that pre-order. It is coming on Saturday. Yep. And you can get your hands on the brand new Orc decks. If you're an Orc player, your patience will be well rewarded. Can't wait. Yeah, cool. And at the end of the show... It's cool to um, finally see it. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll answer some more questions in the chat. But let's talk about the SoCal Open because it is nearly here. We've been working our asses Ooh. off, getting everything ready. I'm exhausted, um, ready for the event to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun. As you can see, go over to BCP, check it out. We've grown. We have like 50%, just about 50% growth mm. uh, in the 40K champs. We're at 204 or something like that, registered after all um, refunds. Yeah. So looking good. And it's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, come by and check it out. Even if you're not playing, 
you want to come by, uh, take a look at what we've got going on. The secondhand shop is going to be there. Yeah. A ton of stuff. We have a, a Chaos Warlord uh, Titan mm-hmm. that is going to be for sale. So if you wanted to pick up a Titan at a really good price, it's already fully assembled. Yeah. It's all Nurgle-fied. Very cool. It's got base coat on it. It's not fully painted. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be able to do that. We're and bringing, uh, We're bringing our whole store yep. with us. So all Games Workshop product will be marked to sell. We are... We are gonna, we're blowing out some inventory that's been mm-hmm. sitting on the shelves. So there's going to be some prices there that we can't, we actually can't advertise them because they're, mm-hmm. they're too low. Mm-hmm. But if you want to come check it out, you could do some shopping. Just see what it's all about. Yeah. Talk to some people and do a little shopping, save some money. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. And um, I think the only thing you have to pay for is the parking. Because yep. that's uh, controlled through the fairgrounds themselves. It's very reasonable, though. It's I not bad for, for a day parking. It's, yeah. it's not horrible. Um, but the money you're going to save. Yeah. Well, it's just cool to come and check it out, too. And all the people that are going to be there. I mean, yeah. like, if you haven't seen a big event, it's a huge space. It's like an a, a, a aircraft hangar. That's it's like That's huge. my best estimation of it. It's humongous. It's Yeah, and it's open, so, like, the breeze comes in. It's really nice. And it was, it's been overcast. Uh, I don't know what the weather's going to be like. Last weekend, it was 85. It was it's, hot as balls. The weather's going back up this weekend, but it's, it? it's going to be, like, 80. Okay, that's not too bad. It Plus, was, Del Mar's it was on the coast. Yeah. So you're still getting the ocean breeze coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Come by and check it out. Um, there, if there if there are any tables, um, people are going to be playing Kill Team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Shadespire going on. Of course, Age of Sigmar. Those tables are going to be beautiful. But I did put up some pictures of some of the new tables we've been making. Mm-hmm. I've been working very hard on that, and we thought it'd be fun to show it off. We've been putting it up on the Facebook <coughs> uh, page, and people have been like super positive. Like everyone's stoked at how nice the train looks. Thank you. We work really hard. We take a lot of pride in it. So this first one is a Mad Max style orc. Uh, table we de- basically just took it straight from mad max with the red desert look uh it's on the mars mat and it's a orc itc complete set with some other some like hills and uh, cargo containers i threw in there mm-hmm. looks really cool um got a gothic ruins table which is designed to go on the ruined city mat and then we put it on uh, grassy too to make it look like an overgrown city and it looks really really cool mm-hmm. of course you got the giant cathedral in the middle of the table to help block line of sight love it Yep. And then we've got just some regular GW uh, terrain mixed in with some ITC terrain, uh, some of our tree sets. And uh, that one, uh, again, trying to show off that we're, we're, we're going for lots of different terrain types. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the exact same thing on every table. We want to present you with different tactical options to try and overcome. Uh, so the terrain is going to be different from each set of tables. Uh, and it, per, I prefer it that way. I, I totally understand why some people like to have the exact same format mm-hmm. of terrain for every table. To me, that gets a little boring. Um, everyone is different in their opinion on that, so that's why we like to mix it up. I think it makes it a little bit more fun. I think the top table is going to be London-themed. Right? That's what you're talking about? <laughs> that's me. <mean. laughs> uh, then, of course, this is one that's really exciting, uh, Mars Base. And it's got an industrial set with some other fun stuff on the Mars table. It looks so good. Yeah, Mars Base, oh, such a cool mat. It is such a cool mat. Especially with terrain on it. This one came out great. What I think I'm going to do is mix field base and industrial together to make it. It looks like, like an RTS, like Command and Conquer or something. Mm-hmm. Um, that one came out really well. And then, of course, we've also got Snow Base, which people, like, the reaction to this was super mega positive. It looks it looks like a video game, mm-hmm. straight up, and uh, really, really pleased with this one. So. These are some of the sets of table that you're going to be seeing. Uh-huh. And then I threw in a picture of just like the chaos that is our warehouse right now. Everywhere. It's, it's that, everywhere. that it's everywhere, like stacked five boxes high. It's yeah, crazy. if you guys are getting into town early, 
uh, tomorrow, Thursday would be a great help. If you, you want to help. want to stop by and put things in bins and help us pack. Yeah. And then if you want to help set up on Friday, That'd we'll, be, we'll awesome. be there from noon to about like 6 p.m. Yeah. Setting up uh, at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. If you feel like, you obviously do not have to, but if you feel like coming by, we'd appreciate it. Uh, also, the Age of Sigmar Learning League that we've been doing here at Frontline Gaming started out really casual. It's really started to gain some momentum. Each week we have new people coming by. Mm -hmm. And I threw in some pictures of some of the work in progress Jesus. photos. Uh, Andrew's got a lot of work done on his Nurgle. Got some plague drones. Got a great and clean one. He's trying too hard. They look great. They do. He's, he's so far ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've been super busy. Yeah. Uh, Scott, his Moon Clan Grot army is really coming together. Uh, tons and tons of grots. Yeah. Uh, he's got a bunch of like uh, squigs and all kinds of fun stuff. That mm -hmm. looks like it's going to be a really cool army. And then, of course, there's my very humble uh, Beastman Warband. War I actually did manage to get a little bit of paint on him last week. Just a little bit. Why didn't we get a picture of the five models that I built? <laughs> yeah, Jason has built one unit of five Stormcast Eternals. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we had, we had another player come by to join us, Sean. He's got a really beautiful Stormcast Eternal army and then uh, Cameron's going to be coming by and he's working on Darkling Covens. So if you want to come and hang out, uh, get your hobby on, 7 to 9 p.m. Wednesday nights mm -hmm. at Frontline Gaming. It's very casual. And then once we start uh, building up our armies, we're going to play the game, obviously. Should be fun. Speaking of Age of Sigmar, a brand new and amazing model came out from Forge World called Vorgrath. And it is a corn-themed uh, champion riding on a gigantic dragon. Mm -hmm. Beautiful model. Yeah. It's stunning. I don't know if I'd want to put this on the table. This would be like something you put on like your mantle. It's or something. Yeah. pretty amazing. This is a display piece for sure. It looks massive. It is huge. Yeah. It's big. It's, uh, I don't know how, exactly how big it is. That wall that it's on is, I think a Stormcast is like, comes up to the middle of it. Yeah. Stormcast is a little over two inches tall. Yeah. So it's, it's a huge model. Yeah. Really, really cool. Great centerpiece. Uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing some of those around. Mm-hmm. So LVO 2019 is filling up across pretty much all of the events. Uh, if you did want to come and you had your eye on an event such as Flames of War, Star Wars Legion, Team Yankee, Infinity, 30K, etc. Many of them are almost sold out. Some of them only have a single ticket left. Mm. I think Star Wars Legion has three, Flames of War has like two. Um, Flames of War is a national event uh, with Team Yankee there. So that's one of the reasons why it's so popular. Uh, Infinity is filling up really quickly as well. And these events are going to be very big, biggest we've ever had. Mm. So if you did want to come and you wanted to attend one of those events, please grab your ticket soon because they look like they are going to sell out in the very near future. Don't want to miss out. And then, of course, the BAO 2019 is also filling up quickly. We're already in triple digits for the 40K uh, uh, main event. Wow. Yeah. And space yeah. is limited. We do have a lot more than we did previously. Mm -hmm. But please grab those tickets sooner than later if you wanted to come. And, of course, we also have a narrative um, – Doubles event, yep. Age of Sigmar, all kinds of fun stuff. First year at KublaCon, which is, by the way, an amazing convention on its own. It is. We used to all live in the Bay Area before we all moved here to San Diego, and we would go every year. Yeah. It was great. I loved it. KublaCon is a lot of fun, and it's, you know, 12, and it's 12th year or something like that. Mm -hmm. So a really, really good convention, and it's a great time to go up and visit the Bay. Give uh, me mm -hmm. a lot of fun. So we've got quite a few events coming up Jeez. this weekend. Of Obviously, the SoCal Open is one of them. But we have three majors and two GTs. That's great. Or three GTs, excuse me. Mm. We have the Onslaught 2018 in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. The 40K Fun and Fluff Tournament in London. That's a GT. We have the Barnyard Brawl Tournament in South Carolina. That's a major. We have the Warp 
Storm 11, uh, 140K tournament, and that is in New Zealand, in Wellington, New Zealand. Oh, very cool. That's a GT. Is that their first GT? No, they have a couple now. Wow. Yeah, the Kiwis have been getting on it. Nice. They've been having fun. Uh, and then we have uh, another major, the Warhammer 40K uh, ITC major. I like it. Mm -hmm. And that's in Malmo, Sweden. Very international this weekend. I was just noticing that. Which yeah. is, it's great to see that. Yeah, it is. And there's events all over. There's some in Denmark, Australia, all over the place. Yeah. And then, of course, the SoCal Open, which is going to be massive. Can't wait to see how that shakes down. We had a really exciting uh, uh, finale. It was kind of a bummer with Ryan ended up having to, to drop in the final match. Mm -hmm. But leading up to that was great. Now he's checking his list twice. I hope so. Year, right? <laughs> I hope he is. I, I don't think he's going to make the same Top mistake table, twice. I need. Yeah. Oh, boy. Ryan, if you're listening, have everyone in your gaming group check your list. Not James Carmona. Yeah. He also <laughs> goofed on his list that year, too. Uh, Which, speaking of, um, if you want to get ahead of the game, a lot of people are submitting their lists and they're asking how they should submit it. Mm -hmm. We are moving towards using the ETC format. For those of you who don't know what that is, that's the European Team Championship. Why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. Everyone's asking for a standardized list format, right? It just makes it easier to read. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be like me, that idiot who had, uh, I wrote, I've lost my list and Nova I had to write it on the back of an envelope. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't be a me. Yeah. Don't be a me. Then you take a photo and upload it to BCP. I did. Yeah. Everyone was laughing. They're like, of all people, I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. Yep. Um, I, I lost my list. I don't know what the hell I did with it. But if you want to get ahead of the game and you wanted to kind of get in the flow of where we're going, um, upload your list in the ETC format. What that means is um, it's just a very simple way to write your list. It's very comprehensive. It lists everything. But it fits on one page. Even a big army will fit on one page. Yeah. And the reason that we're using this is because thousands of people around the world already use this as a standardized list format. It works. Uh, it's what they use over there, obviously, at the ETC and a lot of European and UK events already use it. It's, it's simple. We use it at the London GT. It's very easy to do. Uh, you don't need to buy any software to do it. You don't have to use a third-party program. Any, as long as you have a word processor, you can do it. You don't even have to have a spreadsheet. So um, that's the direction we're gonna be going. The reason that we're doing that is because once we get a standardized list format, BCP can write a script that will read it, pull all the data out of it, and then we'll start getting insane levels of detail on like how many iterances of each unit of war gear are we seeing? Mm -hmm. What relics are people taking? What warlord traits are people taking? It'll be amazing. It'll be like baseball level stats at that point. And uh, we'll really, really be able to use that data to, to, to do fun analysis on the meta, and then we'll have really good data on what is actually performing over or underperforming. It won't be just opinions, it won't just be anecdotes, it'll be real data-driven uh, 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 information that we can use to make informed decisions. So, very cool. Yeah, yep. I'm excited. I am too. So, standardized list format, something we've wanted to do forever, we just had to wait because and I don't know how many times I've gone to a tournament and somebody prints out their battle scribe. Yeah. And I'm like, it's I can't so read this. I can't read it. Like, it has the stats of every single weapon on there, which is cool to have, I guess. But it's like... Some people love it. And there's, there's nothing wrong with it. But yeah. it's just like, we want something that does not require anybody to have anything else to do. Mm -hmm. Just a word processor, which pretty much everybody has at this point in time. I mean, you just... You don't even have to have Microsoft Word. You can do it in Google Docs, which is free. Right? You just need to have an internet connection. So... That's the direction we're going to go, and um, if you want to get ahead of the game, just start doing it now, and it'll help us kind of take the next step. So upcoming Age of Sigmar ITC events, we have a GT this weekend, obviously the SoCal Open, and then we have three other GTs coming up in uh, November. 
the Denver Age of Sigmar Grand Tournament at Hobbytown in Aurora, Colorado, mm-hmm. Age of Sigmar Du Bois Grand Tournament in Henrietta, New York, and the GT uh, Blooded Sands Annual and Inaugural 2K GT in Glendale, Arizona. Very cool. Nice. Your 40K ITC top uh, five coming into the SoCal Open. Now, this is, of course, going to change. Mm-hmm. SoCal Open is going to throw up really big scores. Yeah. So expect this to change. A lot of the, the best, a lot of East Coast players are coming, and a lot of the best West Coast and Midwest players are going to be here, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Nonavati continues to lead the pack, uh, followed closely by Mike Porter from the UK, uh, who is only 11 points behind him. He is stoked coming to the LVO. And confirmed, yeah, LVO. Mm-hmm. So. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Matt Root uh, moves back up into third place. He's hanging in there with a 694-point score. Trent Northington from the Warhogs team is in fourth. Josh Death jumps back up He's into back the top in five. It, He's back, baby. <laughs> he moves into fifth place, displacing Archon Scari, Canada's pride, who drops mm. down into sixth place. Oh, boy. Are any of these top ten going to be here this weekend? I, I heard Nick Rose was going to be there, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And then also some Australians wrote in. They wanted us to give a shout out to Lee Abbey, number eight in the top ten. And that's who is, that is. He's we an were, Aussie. We were wondering who this person was. Yeah, nice. So that's Australia's pride Ugh. at the moment. Forty K ITC Hobby Track top five, and of course the SoCal Open will generate Hobby Track points. So uh, you want to make sure to come and bring your best looking army. It will put up a big score. Matthew Bodnarchuk continues to lead lead the pack with a significant lead. In second place is Lou Rollins, but he only has four scores. Mike Giannone moves up into third, again with only four scores. David Denauser is in fourth, and Antonio Sedeno hangs on into fifth place. AOS, uh, top five. Joe Cryer continues to lead the pack with a huge lead. He is also the only player that has all five scores, but uh, and he will be at the SoCal Open. Mm-hmm. James Thomas continues to hang on to second place. Matthew Pashby moves into third. Matthew Jones moves into fourth, and Josh Harvey into fifth. Hobby track, Sid Singh moves into first place. Philip Verduzco into second. Josh Lara moves into third. Ben Nelson in fourth. Joseph Halifaker in fifth. Almost all new names. Pretty exciting. And Shadespire, top five. Mike Kors continues to lead the pack, followed by, followed by Andrew Everhart. Brandon Ulick in third. Matt Everhart in fourth. And Tony Field in fifth. Congratulations. Huzzah. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, wow. That guy's fierce looking. Ooh, look at his eyes. That, that, that is his, uh, really good. Looks like he's got his eyeshadow on, too. So here's that a couple nice. of commissions we recently completed here at uh, FLG Paint Studio. And mm-hmm. I got to say, I love this Lehman Russ. This is fierce. He is fierce looking. Yeah. He looks scary. Imagine that guy running at you. I wouldn't. I would I would die. He wouldn't even have to hit me with get a your, sword. Get your last pistol out. Yeah. I'm ready for this. <laughs> the Emperor protects, baby. Yeah. So yeah. gorgeous commission. It is. I like the the armored look, the way that it's it's really just kind of like battle worn, but it still looks really good. Yeah. Like this is the the muted tones on this really remind me of Skyrim. Yeah, it like does. How the, how the armor looks. That is a good. That is actually a really good comparison. Right. And so, uh, I just, client, I love the way he did the face. He looks so menacing. And yet, yeah, so, it's those the eyes. You just can't stop looking at him. Yeah. Like, get trapped in those eyes. The hair. And Ooh. he's. I know that mm. flowing, beautiful locks of hair. Hunk. All right, we gotta. <laughs> I'm getting a little hot under the getting collar. the vapors. Ooh, Look at that gem. I, just, I keep seeing little things here. There's a gem on the back. Look at that. It's a beautiful commission. Anyways, really, the artist did a tremendous job. So this is at our tabletop plus level. Yeah, it's not even masterclass. No. It looks like it could be. No, yeah, tabletop plus. And like then, I said, you're always you're always gonna get. You're never gonna get worse than you pay for. You're always gonna get more because the artists are so talented. And sometimes you tell them like, all right, dude, you gotta like tone it down. 
for this guy, and they're not going to tone it down. No. So there you go. And the base. Wow. Okay. And then we have a custom D&D mini. This Boom. is from Hero Forge. So this client had this miniature 3D printed mm -hmm. and then sent it over to us to get it painted, and mm -hmm. it looks great. Yeah. I love it. He's got another one coming. He was so happy with the first one that he just immediately was like, I'm sending you another one. Yeah. So, this one came out great. This is actually a client that is, I believe, man, I hope he's not listening. I think he's in Singapore or Taiwan, one of those two places. But uh, yeah, we have a lot of international clients that work with us. Um, very happy with it. The Shield. Uh, now, this is Masterclass. Um, this is extreme close-up of a very small model. Well, and the other thing you have to remember, the model is 3D printed, so it's got a grainy quality to it, and mm -hmm. that's not something that we have any control over. Yeah. But it, the paint job's spectacular. The non-metallic metal on the shield really, really came out great. Right, yeah. The client, the only instruction was, like, make it look like a mirror. And it does. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, so the client was very happy with that one. Uh, and then, and then uh, Shadow ooh, Sun. Shadow Sun, baby. Another gorgeous... This is again a masterclass model. Um, the details are insane. Yeah, you just look at look at the armor. It's just the shine, the like the non-metallic metal on the weapons and stuff. Mm -hmm. Really good. The blending, awesome, gorgeous, yeah. and the head's magnetized, so you can go helmet or no helmet. Correct. Yeah, yeah I think cool. it looks better with the helmet on. This color scheme, what I'm like, I wanted to do a tower me when I saw this. Oh, it takes so long though. It would, <laughs> it, but we can do it. The blending, full... the blending, and the shading on it on each armor panel that takes a lot of time this artist can do it if yeah. you have a full army that you want to look like that hit us up man because he would be happy to do it well let's jump over and answer some questions in chat here we go uh darth jew uh j-o-o -J gotta read yeah, those gotta before clarify, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> i just tried looking and couldn't find the etc format link please just uh -oh. just go look up any etc list um yeah. google yeah it's it's uh it, like I said, it's nothing special. It's just it's just a way to write your list. And in, the reason that we want to do that is so that, that we can write a script, like we were saying, that will read the list and pull the data out. Um, and then really important, the only way this works is if you spell everything correctly you, you, on the list. You need, it needs to be spelled uh, accurately. Otherwise, the script won't understand what word you have on there. I like that question. Do you think there is uh, power codex creep still to this day? No, I don't. I don't think so either because you have a lot of older codexes that are still really, really, really good. Yep. Compared to whatever comes out. Yeah. It doesn't matter what comes out. It's still going to be extremely good. Yeah, it's the uh, codex creep. It's not. The thing with codex creep is it, it's mostly perception. Like a codex comes out and everybody's like, oh my gosh, oh, it's so good or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you get used to it, you acclimate to it, and then the next thing comes out, and you're like, oh my God, this is so much better than the last thing. Yeah. Now, in some instances, some codexes simply are better or worse than others. That's We all know this to be the case. Mm -hmm. But no, it's, it's not. There's no intent to make the next book better than the last. That's definitely not a thing. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, their goal is to try to make them balanced against each other. Don't always succeed, uh, but the gap now, as we've been saying, is closer than it's ever been. Um, and each codex has so many different ways to build yeah. lists. And there's so many things that we haven't even seen yet. Like people are still coming up with combos from older codexes that surprise everybody. Yeah. And they're like, wow, what was that? You know, a good example was uh, BAO with Don Hoosen. Yeah, exactly. You know, people are like, what? A meta buster. And then you start looking at it and you're like, oh, duh. But nobody ever thought to use it because everyone yeah. gets so fixated on single mono bills that they see on the internet and everything must be that. But there's so much nowadays. Like I, I keep catching myself going back to codexes over and over and over and seeing new units and be like, wait a minute, like what if I use these instead of that? Constant, we're constantly talking about it in the office. Yeah. Constantly seeing, I, constantly seeing how green eyes are terrible. That's it. 
Every day. Green Knights, Green Knights definitely struggle. I mean, we have the data to prove it. Yeah. Um, I had to finally. They get still, rid of they still yeah. make a good ally, but like you were saying, custodes are a lot of just kind of outshine them in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, I feel kind of dirty getting rid of them finally, but. Eh, they'll, they'll come. They'll get their day. They'll, yeah. they'll get their day. Because remember too, like the the chaos space marines, the space marines. Somebody in chat was asking, "Hey, do you think they'll ever get chapter tactics on their vehicles like everybody else does?" Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that that's that is definitely something that's could happen. Um, it would just make sense to do it. But then remember, those were the first two books of eighth edition. It was a, it's a new game, mm-hmm. so there was a little bit of learning as as you go, kind of an element to it as well. Um, so you bear that in mind, right? Like some of the older codexes just didn't have the same stuff that everybody else did for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that, is that something that could happen in the future? Sure. Yeah. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, what lists or what uh, armies do we think are going to win? Uh, Axis of Inchby is saying that he thinks Eldar are going to win. What is your prediction, Jason? For this weekend? Some, uh, I think even with the di- with the changes in point costs and stratagem costs, I think you're still going to see Night Guard and Blood Angel. I think that's still a really good contender. Because um, yeah. for me, I always look I always look at the jockey, not the horse. Yeah. Right? I'm not, I don't p- predict the faction to win. I predict the players to win. Mm-hmm. And looking at some of the players we have coming and, and assuming that, uh, I didn't go and check BCP, but looking at the lists, mm-hmm. like, I'm looking at the player, right? That's who I think is going to take it. And, yeah. you know, looking at like the Brandon Grants, who's, he's the best player around here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's playing that list. Well, we do have the host of chapter tactics. Oh, we right do have the Rhino. About 30 feet that way. We do have the Rhino. So, um, but he doesn't play. He teaches. He's in, tire- he's in retirement. He, he's yeah. like a professor of the game. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think Brandon Grant's a good, a good pick. Uh, Eric Scrivens is coming over from the East Coast. He uh, plays top five, I think, at Nova. Um, uh, that's going to be a good, uh, good choice to think of like that. That's a player that could go the distance. Yeah. Ryan Mead, uh, he went to the finals, mm-hmm. um, last, last year always mm-hmm. performs really well. Alan DeHessa, yeah. another local guy is extremely good. They both play chaos. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Don Hooson who's going to be coming out. The thing is that who knows, right? Cause yeah. there's so many good players coming. There's so many good lists coming. There's so many ways to play all these different lists. Um, Yeah. It'll be interesting. Yeah, but I think, uh, like, if you're going to predict a faction, I think Eldar is definitely a good choice. They're extremely good. Uh, the IG, Castellan, you know, whatever other combo, mm-hmm. it's still extremely good. Jason's been playing it here. He's been smashing people with it. Mm-hmm. So that, that even though it got toned down, it's still very, very, very strong. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I, I think it's going to be exciting. One of the things I've always noticed about the West Coast meta is that we get a lot of variety. We get Maybe it's just my perception, but I, I've, I've noticed – I don't know if it's just because we're eating, you know, drinking wheatgrass and like listening to like hippie music and doing yoga or whatever. But mm-hmm. you tend to get a lot more variety at events here that I noticed that then you get in other places. Like when I go to the East Coast, I tend to see people all taking like the same list. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Midwest, you get you see that too. But on the West Coast, we always see like just a ton of variety. And there, I'm not saying that it's good or bad or whatever, but it seems like we always get kind of like. The, the, the really different creative stuff. Like Don Hooson's yeah. list that he won uh, BAO with was totally out of left field. Um, and a lot of the players that play here, they just kind of do their own thing. And they're good. Like um, uh, Ryan's list at uh, SoCal last year is very unique. Yeah. Um, so I think we're going to be excited. It's going to be exciting to see some of that creativity come out mm-hmm. uh, at the event. Also, if you can't make it to the event, please watch on stream. We will be streaming it. Yeah. Make sure to, to give a big prop and shout out to Mariana. She's doing it all by herself. It's very difficult, but she does do a great job. 
with it so you can check that out too. Let's see, do you know what size bases the buggies are on? Asks actually, I don't. No. Uh, they're sitting right next to me in the box, but I, I don't know how big it Probably is. Probably the same size as, um, I don't know. I can say it's some obscure thing nobody would know. I, I don't, I, I honestly don't know. No. Uh, it's probably like I mean, a smaller oval. Wolf's Ark, a lot of people I've seen have replaced Blood Angels with Custodes. Hey, That's what Jason guy. did. No, I, I replaced the Grey Knight uh, Terminators. <laughs> well, you, Jason you know the Paladins? Knights. No, so uh, let me just say this really quick because I had a, an aha moment yesterday when I was working on my list because I've started to be more active again. Coming, you know, it comes in waves for me. But uh, the, the five-man unit of, of Paladins for Grey Knights um, was significantly worse than a five-man unit of Custodes. Just the, the normal Custodes. Yeah. So I was like, ah, okay. You know, it is what it is. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, whatever. Like, everybody wants Grey Knights to be good because they're so freaking awesome. So they, cool. they need some help. Yeah. You know, Necrons need a little help, too. Um, I still have done really well with my Necrons, but again, I'm not going to, like, you know, majors and GTs. Yeah. Just playing in local leagues, and I've been winning most of my games. However, whatever. I always play weird lists. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, you know, Grey Knights do struggle a little bit, and that unit of 10 Terminators did really well, but then when you started crunching the numbers, like, I could just take Custodes, and they're just... In your opinion, just better. Good, if not better. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people are going to be doing that. Um, the Smash Captains are they take too many CP to make work mm -hmm. when you're using the Castellan. Yeah. So a lot of people are making the switch to Custodes, which don't need as much support to yeah. be good. Red Three standing by. Can you talk about the Scar Boy stratagem for a minute? I'm confused because it says a boys unit, not a boys unit using the bold. Mm -hmm. Bolded. Uh, yeah. No. It's it only works on units of troops. The boys. Yeah. That's what it's meant. And it'll to have be. a keyword yeah. like everything else. Like. Yeah, every every unit has a keyword of their own um, unit type. Yeah, the, the stratagem is meant to work on units of orc boys. Yeah, um, that that's the purpose of it. Uh, I just finished Nid, so I'm just in time to get crushed by orcs. Hey Ghost yeah, Nids Nids are uh, Nids are still good in combat though. They're really good, but they really struggled with the Castellan. Yeah, like they're really really <laughs> yeah. vulnerable. Yeah, that that was like what really screwed Nids up. Um, obviously, the rule of three, not just spamming Hive Tyrants, which was stupid anyway. Yeah, but they were especially vulnerable to the Castellan because they don't really have any invulnerable saves. Mm -hmm. So the Castellan getting toned down, I think we'll see Nids start to rise back up. Mm -hmm. um, you just played a Nid player. It's brutal. It, it was brutal. Yeah, because their the Nids are really good, but they struggle against the kind of the meta list right now. Yeah, um, and that makes it tough to bring him to tournaments so um, and he i mean he was playing a pretty good list he had a, a lot of gene stealers a lot of good stuff it's the problem is they couldn't get to me you know and then you have the castle and just picking off the, the the big bugs left and right it was just yeah they're, they're struggling right now they, but there yeah, are I mean, ways around it I think. They, they perform pretty they well strike options yeah um, it's just like they, they just they struggle with the list yeah right and that makes it tough because mm -hmm. a lot of people are playing it oh you know who i think is going to win i'm just going to say it right now it's a 2,000 to 1 odds, Necrons. Necrons top table. Call like it right it. now. I like it. I like it. And then remember, guys, too, if, you do, or if you're a fan of one of these factions that is a little bit behind on the power curve chapter uh, approved is coming up at the end of the year. Going to see like all kinds of stuff that you saw last time, points, adjustments, and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. that'll help a lot. Um, Ghost Valley, I also have four Carnifexes, so I'm clearly in it to win it. I play with like four to six Carnifexes. I love them. They're great. Uh, mm. There's actually a gentleman uh, from Chicago mm. who has been doing extremely well with like a six Carnifex uh, list. And he takes it with not the weapons you normally take too. Like he's doing really well at ATC. He was crushing people. Like he was taking on like hardcore cutting edge metalists and just walking through them. 
I'll see if I can find the list. Uh, it was really interesting. I, I just I was right behind him watching him play. And I was mm-hmm. like, dude, how you doing with that list? He's like, I've been crushing people. I was like, that's great. Um, yeah, and most people come just to have a good time anyway. But uh, do you think nerfing the castle at night in – well, we don't know what's coming in chapter proved, right? He's just uh, you're making an assumption there, so why don't you just don't, yeah. wait and see what happens? Like, and we don't really know if rules uh, actually drive sales. No, we do. Well, some of us do. <laughs> I round seven Carnifexes says tag eight, there eight three three, and I found that it works well. Yeah, I find Carnifexes for the points are absolutely awesome. Yeah, you know what was really fun is the the, uh, the Stone Crusher Carnifex. If you can get him into combat, oh boy, he does a number on vehicles. Right. Um, Dreadnoughts too. Like if you t- I think you just don't see people taking a lot of those. And they're good. If you have multiples of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Frankie it's got just threat overload. Frankie got spanked at ATC by a Dreadnought spam army. Yeah. Spanked. People just don't expect it. Yeah. Like at all. Like yeah. a Blood Angel, like Dreadnought army or Dreadnought army is very good. You know the one that uh, I was talking to, uh, Andrew Gagno won the Nova Open uh, again. A uh, really good player. He he likes. He's been looking at space wolves. He's all about murder fame right now. Mm-hmm. He was saying that he just looks amazing. Uh, and any character dreadnought is great because obviously they can avoid being targeted. Uh, really really good. Well, all right, everybody. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Again, uh, thank you for joining us. Make mm-hmm. sure to pick up Speed Freaks if you want to grab one. Get ready for the Orc Codex. And of course, please come by the SoCal Open. Check it out. Do some shopping. We're gonna have all kinds of crazy deals. Tons of you know, cool secondhand models uh, at, at great prices, new in-box stuff at really, really good prices. And, of course, just come by and check it out. Yeah. Say hi. Or watch it if you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then if you can't, of course, watch us on yeah. stream. Uh, we will be putting those games up. It's going to be a lot of fun. So back to building terrain. All right. All right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show, and we will talk to you next week. Show See ya. Down.